Okay, this is number... This is going to be number 55. 55. Episode 55. We've been... Uh, the last one was... Two years ago. <laughs> January the 10th. So right. it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been over a month. Wow. So let's get this one rolling. Number 55. The title is... The state of the hobby and how it affects you. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it as positive as we can. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a super awesome positive episode. Here we go. How you doing, Kyle? Doing good. Doing good. It's uh, 11.35 a.m. As, as we record this on Wednesday, February 19th. Mm-hmm. Last episode was on January the, tw- the 10th. So it's been a month and, t- and nine days. A lot has changed in that month and nine days it's, as well. It's been a long time, yeah. yeah. Why, why has it been so long? Explain. Uh, there's been a lot of life things up and down within uh, the A lot's happened, us. yeah. A lot has happened, yeah. So. But this will be an interesting episode. We want to talk a little bit about what's going on with the hobby. Mm -hmm. Um, But most importantly, we want to talk about the stupid FAA stuff. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude by saying stupid, but um, I think there's a huge overreach on behalf of the government. But we also want to discuss some of the important topics Mm -hmm. when it comes to how this will affect you, how this will affect the typical everyday modeler. Yes. what you can do to to perhaps uh, change the outcome mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. and how how we see the future of the hobby with regards to this new proposed rule, um, as it affects the hobby. Um, no offense, uh, we know it affects the commercial side of uh, UAS operations and drones and things like that. Um, it's not that I don't care about that. But we're primarily hobbyists here, so we're going to talk about how this could potentially affect the hobby. Yeah. So, but anyway, let's go back to where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's new? Like, what's changed? It's been a long time, man. Why? Um, there's been just uh, some ups and downs uh, within uh, personal lives as well as uh, business stuff uh, within yeah. the within our, the industry we're in. As far as myself, uh, the most notable thing that's happened is I went to Brazil for like uh, four or five days. There was an event over there, and the uh, Brazilian distributor brought me over for that event, so it was good fun hanging out with those guys. It was cool seeing the hobby from like another side of the world again, because we always go to Europe, which is pretty predictable, like Germany, Italy. The, the, the industry over there is pretty predictable. We know what to expect, but I have never been to Brazil, and it's probably been a good six, seven years for you, right? Since no, no. Well, I don't know. I don't know. 2012 was nice. I was in Brazil now. like a couple times. Brazil is pretty cool. It's yeah. like, it reminds me of Argentina. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was a good time. So I went over there. Uh, Duncan Bossian was also there. So he and I did some demos and hung out with the guys. So there was something like 300 registered pilots, I think. That was good. Yeah, it was really solid. Good. Yeah, there was a good turnout. So it was cool to see that. That's almost bigger than, uh, bigger than, uh, just bigger than the U.S. Yeah. Bigger than a typical U.S. event. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Somebody's calling. Guess who it is. All right. Goodbye. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway. Um, yeah. That was a good time. Hanging out with those guys. Seeing the seeing the, the market trends and seeing what's going on over there. Came back to a nice little package from SAB. So we just started testing on the next Goblin helicopter. Which is what? I don't know. I do know, but I can't know. It's too early to even... 
to yeah. even say why would you even why would you even say that because it's okay just to tease no no need no no teases um what else you got nothing what'd you do you it's, threw it's me been off a month that. and nine days you threw me off nothing i did just, throw I you worked. off you why would you even say that no need it's fine oh, no one knows maybe i'm lying i don't know <laughs> okay no i haven't been doing anything else what else you've been up to brazil nothing. that's it that's, that's it. it that's it you're totally Mm-hmm. It took you three minutes to talk about everything that's happened in, in a month and nine days. My notes say, what have we been up to? And the first thing for me says, not a damn thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Well, um, not a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's it's been an interesting period. Like, I would say January, February has been the slowest, slowest period that we have seen in the business, in our mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. since we started the business seven years ago. Yeah. Um, which is really scary. Really, really scary because it's really slow. And the question is, how long can any business survive being as low as our business has been? Or, like, I wonder if it's us or if it's, like, a combination of, is it everybody within the industry? Is it is it that people are scared because they they're reading this FAA rule? Hmm. Is it... Is it that, you know, we're going to get into some of these things, but mm-hmm. is it, does it have to do with, uh, you know, the stupid coronavirus and the supply chain? Does mm-hmm. it have to do with what, what is, what is affecting the hobby? But anyway, we're going to get to that. But yeah, it's been slow, super slow. Mm-hmm. So I've been taking care of other things, doing other things, uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, well, for starters, uh, I didn't want to get into this yet, but we're going to talk about it. We lost, we lost a very good friend. Very, very good friend. Yep. Um, this dude was like, uh, I couldn't call him a father because like my stepbrother is his age. So it, <laughs> it's weird. But yeah. he was like a brother to me. He's like an uncle to me. And um, so Ray Mori, Chicken Wing, a.k.a. Chicken Wing, mm-hmm. for all of you that don't know, passed away on the 25th of January um, from complications of, uh, I don't know, he developed some kind of rare lung disorder and he passed away Mm -hmm. so uh the 10 days leading up to his death uh he was at the hospital and i was going to hospital every day twice a day it's a 30 minute uh uh trip each way so it's an hour round trip i was going there every day for 10 days straight so obviously that kept my mind in another place Mm -hmm. wasn't i wasn't really into the mood of recording podcast or even flying for that matter like mm-hmm. i mean come on and then um unfortunately the day that we all went to the field and i was pretty enthusiastic about getting some flights in mm-hmm. i got a call from his daughter that they were pulling the plug mm-hmm. um nothing they could do about it so yeah it's it's it was a hell of a roller coaster pretty bad times um like i said he we were really really close uh really really close he was like family literally so yeah, so um, that was tough. That was really tough. It's still tough to this day. But mm-hmm. um, and so if you guys never got to meet Ray Chicken Wing, <laughs> you missed out on a hell of a character. He was an amazing Man. dude. He used to hide. Um, he used to hide behind this. Uh, you know, pardon my French. Um, it, it, our podcast is rated R, so he used yeah. to hide behind the fuck yous and mm-hmm. go fuck yourself and this and that. But. Yeah. He was deep inside a sweetheart that would do anything and everything for you. I mean, yeah, he he did so much for us, for Susie and I. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, 
Just a huge heart with that guy. Huge yeah, heart. he. There's just no no recovering from that anytime soon. But uh, so that that put a, a big dent on, I believe, our state of mind combined collectively, and yeah. uh, not in the mood to do podcast. That combined with the business being slow and all kinds of other stuff. Then you had to go to Brazil, mm-hmm. and so we we mm-hmm. really. Just haven't been in the right state of mind to get not, back on the mic. Not motivated, just yeah. thinking about other yeah. things. I mean, I was not nearly as close with Ray as you were, but I've known him for as long as I can remember from 2005 and earlier from that. And then seeing him a lot down here, it's just that it, it it came quick and we didn't really see it coming too much. So it was, uh, it was incredibly um, surprising and just really sad for everyone down here for for him to pass but uh the good thing is the memories will live on there's a lot of videos uh just recently i've been watching a lot of the old smack talks so yeah if you guys yeah. go to youtube and you search for smack talk you'll find a smack talk rc channel um he was a very big part of our yeah. show and the whole theory behind uh uh smack talk in the er- in the early smack talk days pre-kyle days mm-hmm was that we wanted to make a show that was informative, but it was it was also fun. Mm-hmm. And so we had two special characters. One of them was Rick. <laughs> uh, Master Rick. Uh, Master Rick, a uh, guy with long hair that used to play air guitar all the time. Mm-hmm. And the other character was Ray, mm-hmm. who had his own segment called Duck Wing, mm-hmm. where people would send him questions, and it was hilarious. So um, if you guys never saw it, uh, this is the time. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Um, it's not in the show notes, but we should comment about the event. Should we talk about it? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, typically in the spring, the Torches Flying Club, the Orlando Radio Controlled Helicopter Society, we put on a spring event. We usually call it the Spring Bash. It's usually pretty informal, small, usually about, I don't know, 50 to 100 pilots. We just kind of have a good time hanging out. But due to the recent passing of our friend Ray, uh, it's going to be called the, uh, Ray Mori Memorial Funfly. Right now, tentatively, nothing is confirmed yet. Absolutely nothing is confirmed for dates, but tentatively, we're looking at April uh, 17th through the 19th, which is the weekend right after Easter. 17th, 18th, 19th. Yeah. Um, we are going to probably talk about this uh, a little bit more in depth during our next uh, next podcast, which mm-hmm. is not going to be a month from now. We're no, going to do it sooner than that, but yeah. um, we have some pretty cool ideas that will benefit uh, not-for-profit organization. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to call it the Torches Spring Bash Ray Morris Memorial yeah. or something to We're that working on the name, so, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Chicken Wing Memorial? I don't know. We're working on the name, but we're... The idea I had in my sleep last night was the Flipper Fun Fly. The Flipper Fun Fly. The flipper but fun we got to get this done like... Flipper was another one of his nicknames yeah. for all of you guys that don't know, but because yeah. he was a great surfer when he was young. So yeah. believe it or not, yeah. it was, he had yeah. this chicken wing of an arm, and he was still <laughs> badass at, at surfing. So, yeah. but uh, but we're gonna make a formal announcement literally within the next five seven days tops. Hopefully less. I'm working um, on the banner now, so hopefully less than that. So if you guys are in Florida around that time in april or if you are from florida you have no reason not to be there even if it's for a day or two right um you're you'll benefit a great cost mm-hmm. when you register as a pilot or when you purchase raffle tickets you'll benefit a great cost yeah so and it'll um, just be fun just hanging out with all the yeah florida of course boys as usual yeah, yeah. We'll have yeah. a good time flying and yeah relaxing a little bit 
Yeah. So, what so else you got? What else have you done, man? Like, <sighs> man, um, just not a lot. Really, just not a lot. Just been home in Brazil, working with trying to figure out what to do. Uh, keep the keep the motivation up. Just kind of struggling right now. Just, I mean, it's just because it's the slow period, and we came off a pretty busy 2019. It's so. uh, it's, it's a little bit of a downer period. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but that'll change. Like it, it's like yeah. that every year. You and I went through that last January and February, yeah. so it'll bounce back. It's just waiting for the the uh, upward turn now. You know? So I went to New Hampshire, like right before Ray's funeral. Not only did you go, but you drove. I drove to New Hampshire. <laughs> And then on my way back from New Hampshire, I stopped and saw Ron Chorus for a couple hours. Who? Ron Chorus. No idea. Our team manager. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're future to be father-in-law. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. The weather sucked. Imagine that. Was I can't believe that guy flies in that shit weather, man. Cold and snowy yeah. and freezing. Yeah. I don't miss that at all. Not even a little bit. Nope. I'm good. Nope. It's 80 degrees outside right now in Florida. Yeah. What do you, uh, you think of his helicopter collection? It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's probably absolutely no need. Yeah, it's no, way too much. No need. No yeah. need. Yeah, way too many remote IDs going on. There. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was good. So got to see Ron for a couple hours. Went to went to lunch with him and his wife and his daughter Olivia and Kathy. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Nice. It was cool. A little uh, a little change. Just right away. before, right before a funeral, my yeah. God! So, yeah. but yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's been quite the hell of a month, man. It's, yeah, uh, a hell of a year, a year, a hell of a year, yeah. a hell of a year. Yeah, and then we also lost another club member. Yes, Robert Tate. Tater. Robert Tate Tater, yeah, good friend Tater. He was very, he was a very active club member for a long time. He mm-hmm. he was extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. And in the few la- in the in the during the last few years of the Orlando helicopter blowout, and then into the Torches Winter Bash, mm-hmm. he was always there trying to help and always. like hammering down like wooden stakes and yeah. like roping the field and yeah. like always asking, "Do you need anything else? There, are you okay?" Yeah, like awesome dude. And like we also lost him unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been such a freaking shitty year. Yeah. Let's hope that things improve, right? Yeah, Tater was a great guy. He was always willing to help, uh, lend a hand for help. I mean, I remember Gator and I showing up Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday to set up the Torches Winter Bash, and he was already there with the flight line roped off and the parking roped off, and we showed up. He's like, all right, guys, it's all done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's ready to go, so we're going to... And he was just a great member to have around. He was super nice and helpful. And yeah. Yeah, just a great, great all around guy. What a 2020, man. man. What a 2020. Yeah. And just today, uh, I don't know if you know this guy. His name was Ido Segev. He was an international RC airplane pilot. He came over here a bunch to compete. Yeah. He was in a full scale airplane um, accident. Two airplanes collided. Oh, boy. Yeah. So 2020 is just uh, kicking us while we're down, to say the least. But. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Yeah, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? What do you think we should talk about first? You want to talk about the China stuff or the FAA? Um, let's think- just talk a little bit. Okay, let's just start with... I think we need to start with the FAA. Let's talk about the FAA. This, okay. is, a, this, is, this is a long topic. Mm-hmm. Um, the FAA. So you want to talk about the FAA a little bit? Um, and then we'll take from that. We'll take it from that. Let's kind of do a very high bird's eye view. Um, yeah, 40,000, how do you call it? 40,000 foot yeah, view of it. Summary. Yeah. This is not going to be super, super in-depth. 
Uh, there's like 350 pages or whatever to this regulation. We just kind of know uh, the summary and then a little bit more. Yeah. Basically, what the FAA is proposing, keyword proposing, nothing is set it's a, in stone. It's, it's a proposed rule. It's a proposal. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah so nothing is set in stone. Yeah. What the FAA is proposing is that all forms of model aviation, either a drone, airplane, helicopter, DJI, FPV racer, anything that takes flight, has to have a remote ID device fixed to it with an active internet connection telling the FAA how fast you're flying, how, how far you're flying, where you're flying, all this stuff constantly. And all that information has to be recorded on some sort of cloud network for up yeah. to six months. Now, yeah. um, UAS, unmanned aircraft systems, mm-hmm. um, the FAA basically sees all UAS in the, the same. same fashion. So the in same. other words... Um, anything over 0.55 pounds mm-hmm. uh, is subject falls under the, this yeah. rule. So it's 250 gra- uh, grams. So, so it, it's everything cra- that everything. flies. What's crazy is like a DJI Mavic, a Goblin Kraken, um, an Extreme uh, Flight Extra. Some foamy. Some foamy that's above 250 grams is all grouped in the exact I think same the exception thing. to the rule might be one of those tiny little E-Flight foamies that have like a single cell battery. Yeah. Are they you under, can fly in his room. Under, are they under that? Like some of the little some guys? Some of them randomly, if you're lucky. But think about it, 250 grams is a not a lot. A, a foamy T-28, uh, a Fireball, an yeah. Oxy-2, uh, or 2? Oxy-2? Oxy-2, yeah. Oxy-2. Heavier than... A T-Rex yeah. 250. Yeah. Um... I think all, maybe a blade MCPX, that thing that's like, I don't know, six inches long. That thing think, might be, maybe. Uh, no, I think the MC, yeah, MCPX might be under that. Yeah. But I would, it, I, it's not a proven science, but I would say 99% of models flying out there mm-hmm. are over 0.55 pounds. So every model that flies, almost mm-hmm. every model that flies is going to yeah. have to have this remote ID. And this remote ID really shouldn't be a surprise to many people because the FAA, <clears throat> I don't know how long it's been, but the FAA has been imposing lo- rules slowly over the past several years. Yeah. Everything over half a pound had to be registered. Then everything over half a pound had a height limit of 400 feet or whatever it was. Like They've been slowly digging their teeth in, into the model. And the, and the problem is that the, 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 the big problem is, is that there's no... The, the FAA is not making a distinction between modelers and drones. Correct. And I feel like there's a very, very big difference Mm -hmm. between the two. Yeah. Um, They consider everything that flies one single entity. In other words, one, one, uh, they're trying to treat everything that flies in the same way. Right. And there are some important distinctions, and I want to talk about that here in a little bit. But the the important thing about all this is not just is not just that the remote ID doesn't necessarily mean that you have to broadcast your position, mm-hmm. but you also have to be connected to a network. Mm-hmm. So you have to be somewhere where there's Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is your phone. Uh, it could be a cell phone tower, so you might have a phone with uh, a hotspot. Uh, enabled, mm-hmm. but you have to have a connection to a network mm-hmm. while you're flying, right? And or else you're violating the law, which I find to be ridiculous. Because for one thing, I am an AT and T customer. I have an iPhone XS Max. I have an AT and T line. I don't have access to a personal hotspot. If I want a personal hotspot, it costs me like 
20 or 30 bucks a month. So really? now, yeah. Minus included, though. But in my for, plan. for whatever reason, I have unlimited data, but yeah. no, no hospital. But, but regardless, even if you did, what if you're flying in a very remote area? Correct. You're, you're done. Game over. And, and, and which is so contradicting in itself because if you're in a remote area, why would you even have to be on a network when you're, okay, so, let me backtrack a little bit. I'm a full-scale pilot. I got my pilot's license, my first pilot's, pilot certificate. I have many certifications, but my first I got in the late 90s when I was in my late teens. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot about airspace and sea and avoid and all the rules of the sky as a, as a pilot. I mean, I remember when airspace was even classified differently. Mm-hmm. It was all changed um, in the late 80s to become what it is today, class mm-hmm. A, class class B, class C, D, and class G. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, might have missed one, but class G airspace is uncontrolled airspace. That's what it's defined as. And it's in most rural areas, and it typically extends all the way up to 700 feet AGL, meaning above ground level. Mm-hmm. Um, there are aircraft today that are perfectly legal flying within the constraints of class g airspace that don't even have to have a transponder like an ultralight nothing or something, right like an ultralight <clears throat> as long as they stay within the, the the confines of class g they don't need even a transponder so what you're saying is like and an ultralight can fly between zero and 700 feet and they don't need anything if, if they're within class G airspace, absolutely. Wow. Wow. And the interesting thing about all this is there's this this guy. I don't really know his name. I've, I've watched a lot of his videos. He goes by a YouTube username XJet. And uh, he did a video um, dated July 21st, 2018. Mm-hmm. This is uh, not quite two years ago, but a year and a half ago. Um, you can look it up. The video is titled The End of Recreational Drone an RC model flying in the USA? Question mark. That's not dramatic or anything. Uh, and and this is again dated July twenty first, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, his username is XJet. So X J E T. In this video, he shows little clips and excerpts. Excerpt. Uh, excerpts. Excerpts from a meeting between this committee mm-hmm. and various um, lobbying organizations, including the FAA and others. Mm-hmm. And they're discussing remote ID. Mm-hmm. And this is back in 2018. This is nothing new. This is not <laughs> no, new. No, 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 this is in not 2020. New. This has been and, around. Yeah. And in this video, um, someone from the committee poses the question about what I just said. Okay, what about unrestricted? What about class... G airspace, what about aircraft like ultralights mm-hmm. uh, flying under 700 feet or within the, you know, the space of class G, air, uh, within class G airspace without a transponder? Yeah. And the FAA lady that was in, the com- in, in this meeting made a comment, well, yeah, but they have remote ID. They have a tail number. A tail number. That's it. Pardon my French. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> if you're flying at 500 feet, who the fuck is going to read the tell number? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. What kind of crock of shit is there's that? There's no transponder. There's no GPS. There's nothing. It's just a number on the tail. It's a number on the tail. 
Yeah. Sure, we can put a number on our tail boom. Are you going to be able to read that when you're 50 feet in the air, 100 feet in the air? Technically, we're supposed to have our FAA number affixed to the model. So Correct. is that the same thing then? Are we Correct. on the same Yeah, I guess we thing? have remote ID already. We already do. We already do. According to the FAA, we do because we have our FAA and number supposedly attached to the model. So the bottom line is there's there is some kind of, there's a combination of bureaucracy and lobbying uh, from a multi-billion, multi, not million, but multi-billion dollar industry or companies that have a vested interest in this remote ID program for whatever reason that may be. Yeah. It may be because Amazon wants to uh, start delivering product with drones and they don't want to be the ones that are flying you know, from point A to B over a three to five mile stretch, mm-hmm. uh, or say over a park where Joe Blow is flying his E-Flight Foamy. Mm-hmm. It could be, uh, it, there, there could be a number of things, but there's some heavy, heavy lobbying Somewhere. going on, pushing the FAA to impose this new rule. And unfortunately, we as hobbyists have nothing to, to look forward to because where's the AMA? What's the AMA doing? If you watch that video, it's very apparent that the AMA was not involved. No, the AMA was not involved at all. Not at all. Where are they? And I'm not blaming it 100% on the AMA. Maybe the AMA was not given a chance to be present. Correct. That's that's true. Correct. But um, where is the AMA? Like, the AMA is, they have a page where Mm -hmm. they prompt you to copy and paste Mm -hmm. their cookie-cut, pre-written letters Mm -hmm. to the FAA. We're going to get to the comments here in a little bit, but... Mm -hmm. They ask you to do this and post a comment on the FAA website, mm-hmm. um, but you can't copy and paste. We're, we're going to get to we'll that. Get but to that later, yeah. what, what is the AMA doing? They're doing that now. They have this. Uh, I've I'm heard sorry. they have like various videos and podcasts educating, but and, and and I'm sorry, AMA. Like I, I'm a member. I've been a Me too. a, a yeah. big uh, supporter of the AMA. Now they have this. AMA coalition supporting partner advancing safeguarding model aviation like and and they have all these companies Anderson Hobby Shop I like I like that dude is awesome the guy that owns the Anderson um, RC shop they have uh, Bob Smith Industries Futaba Mm -hmm. Sullivan they have all these companies what are they doing what does that do what is the point of this what is the point of that is the FA going to look at that and say who are any of these people why does it matter? I, I just don't understand. So, <clears throat> anyway. Think, let's take a step back and talk it, a little bit more about... So going Okay, so going back to what I was saying, right? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. going back to what I was saying when it comes to Class G airspace. Mm-hmm. So you're flying in Class G airspace, you're ultralight, okay? You have this little stupid ultralight single-seater like Neil mm-hmm. used to have. And you're flying down at 400 feet AGL above ground. You don't need a transponder. You don't need anything. Nothing. What is what is the rule that that takes precedence over everything else when you're flying that ultralight? It's called see and avoid. You're constantly scanning for traffic. You're seeing, spotting traffic, and avoiding traffic. Okay. We, as modelers, whether it is us flying RC helicopters or the guy that flies a, I don't know, quarter-scale plane or pattern plane or the guy that flies a, a, a jet like a Bob Violet or somebody like that or... Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, Andrew Jeske or somebody that's doing some kind of competition with his, you, you know, uh, uh, 
pattern plane, mm-hmm. we are constantly seeing our aircraft. If we don't see the aircraft, the aircraft is crashing. Yeah. We don't rely on GPSs. We don't rely on cameras. Mm-mm. So why do we need to be subject to the same rules and regulations that the DJI dude that went to Best Buy is subject to? The guy that went to Best Buy has no clue how to operate this thing. He's going to buy a $2,000 aircraft, mm-hmm. right? A Mavic yep. that is capable of going three to five miles down the road, depending on altitude. Mm-hmm. And it's totally autonomous. And you push the button and it comes back and it lands itself. Why do we that are flying within a very small box mm-hmm. that are constantly looking at our are our aircraft mm-hmm. have to be subject to the same rules that Joe Blow flying the Mavic is subject to? Because, with all due respect, Joe because, Blow with the Mavic is breaking rules that us as model aviation enthusiasts are not. It's just wrong. It's very wrong. There's no distinction. There's no distinction. Nothing, nothing at all. I don't and, know why, because it's so incredibly different if you compare an RC helicopter flight compared to the average DJI Mavic flight. It's... Two different worlds. And, you know, I was listening to Bobby Watts's podcast and uh, his YouTube video. Like, um, it, you know, I have a lot of respect for Bobby. I've known Bobby since I was a kid. And, you know, it, it I mean, sure, it, I don't have anything negative to say about his comments, but I do have one disagreement. I, I do agree with him. And if you listen to his video or his podcast, you're going to understand where I'm coming from. But, I do agree with him that there needs to be some sort of regulation mm-hmm. going on. I get it. The airspace is getting more and more congested. Uh, you know, uh, the FAA and the NSA is a little worried about the potential for terrorism or various things that could, you know, potentially happen with model aircraft or UAS, as mm-hmm. they want to call it. But where I do disagree is that there's a huge difference between pilot piloting pilot flight piloting good old piloting skills without a camera i'm not talking about cameras i'm talking about line of sight piloting flight Mm -hmm. versus autonomous flight Mm -hmm. there's a huge difference huge right Right. and even piloting flight and i hate i i hate to say this because i know there's a lot of people out there that are doing drone racing with cameras without gps's i still think that could potentially be an issue in the FAA eyes, mm-hmm. because if you have a very strong, very potent RF system, you can fly a small drone with the simple camera very far away from you outside of line of sight. And you're not capable of seeing above you, below you, to your right, to your left, or mm-hmm. behind you. You can only see ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see regulations being imposed on those UASs, quote unquote. But for us and for the airplane guys and for the quarter scale guys and for the jet guys and for the soaring guys and for the gliding guys, we're always looking at our aircraft. We have to in order to fly them. And we fly within a relatively small box per se, because if we take it too far, we can't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. So we always stay within a relatively small uh, airspace and we're always looking at our aircraft. Mm-hmm. So if the see and avoid rule when it comes to ultralight flying within the confines of class G airspace apply, why 
why is it that those don't the, that those rules don't apply to us? Because we are looking at it, we can see and avoid. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I really don't understand it. I think that there needs to be a separate set of rules, or at least a distinction from a like a DJI controlled aircraft, which can fly miles away and and interfere with uh, traffic and air traffic as well, and and seriously pose some some dangerous aspects. I mean. The, the, I understand why the FAA wants to control it because if you look on YouTube at users like, uh, for example, Casey Neistat, he is a YouTube personality. He uh, does daily vlogs oh, or whatever. Who's this? Casey Neistat. Yeah. He lived, lived, lives, I don't care, whatever he is. He lived in New York City and he would take his DJI Mavic or Phantom or whatever it was. He would fly it over Manhattan. He would fly it over uh, Central Park. He would fly it over people and businesses and directly over cars and i mean if something were to fail and it would crash into a crowd that'd be a huge issue and this is on every single one of his videos to millions and millions of subscribers so i understand why the faa wants to pose regulations but they need to ungroup airplanes and helicopters from this same regulations because we are not breaking the rules that the DJI pilots or the commercial drone pilots are breaking. We stay within a few hundred feet of ourselves. Yeah. Your the DJI Mavic can go miles away and come back. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. You, when you fly, when you go to Best Buy or Amazon or whatever you go, you buy some sort of uh, DJI or any other brand drone mm-hmm. that's autonomous, that has a GPS and a camera. You can fly way out of line of sight mm-hmm. without really being aware of your surroundings. Correct. Um, if you're stupid enough, which I've seen people like do stupid stuff, you could be at the approach path of some international airport and be uh, right on the pathway of a big jetliner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was listening to Bobby's pod, uh, pod, latest podcast where he talked about some dude that uh, was flying an autonomous uh, airplane uh, uh, in be, uh, from one Hawaiian island to the next and coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how much control do you have over your surroundings? You know, any camera is limited to a very narrow field of view. Even if it's a wide angle, you still can see uh, uh, more than what? I don't know, 60 degrees, 50, 60, 70 degrees, depending on how wide the angle the camera lens is. Mm-hmm. You can't see behind you. You can see above you. You can't see below you. You can see above. You have no uh, idea. No. So you could run into a helicopter that is taking passengers to sight see a volcano in the Hawaiian Islands or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a serious implication. It's a serious problem when these idiots are doing this kind of stuff. But we, as modelers, as being AMA members, I don't feel like we should be anywhere near that um, that classification because we know what we're doing. We build our own models. We fly in a very restricted and relatively small, if not very small, confined uh, area, airspace. And we're always looking at our models. We never take our eyes away from our models. If we do, again, we're, we're on the ground. We're crashed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And not to mention, to take it a step further, we fly within most of us, with the exception of the average person that goes down to a park or whatever. I would say that the vast majority of AMA uh, members fly within the constraints of an AMA-sanctioned field. More often than not, I would say that's definitely a reality, yeah. Which is a safe haven because it's usually outside of 
congested airspace, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it is some people might argue, no, you're at the base of class B. Okay. Whatever. Um, torches, for example. Okay. Prime example, mm-hmm. the Orlando radio control helicopter society is in Okoye, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, it's under class B airspace. But Class B airspace starts at 3,000 feet. 3,000. 3,000 feet. And we're not supposed to go above 400. Uh, correct. Yeah. Correct. So the likelihood um, of a big jetliner, which is coming down to international airport, that is, I don't know how, how far, but perhaps, I don't know, I'd have to look it up, but maybe 25 miles away. Mm-hmm. Those jetliners are still upwards of four, five, six thousand feet when they're coming over our our little AMA sanctioned field. Mm-hmm. We're flying under four hundred, and even ultralights don't fly that low. And the ones that do are, uh, I'm sorry, but they're stupid. I mean, they they're looking for trouble. I mean, right? Yeah, I don't mean to be rude. I, I Neil was a very accomplished pilot. He killed himself because because he was flying too low and he went over a power line. So mm-hmm. most responsible. Uh, pilots that fly aircraft within the the uh, class G airspace without a transponder fly high enough to see and avoid obstacles in other aircraft. Mm-hmm. So why can we not do the same? That's the forty thousand dollar question. I wish why? I knew. I wish we knew. But it's just the FAA government not knowing enough about the topic and just trying to group all forms of model aviation together. Because I don't. I I think that. I don't know. It's just the DJI vehicles out there right and, now are probably causing all of the problems. Because there's not, in my memory at least, there's not really been a major or any instance where a helicopter or an airplane has interfered with any form of jetliner or full-scale aviation. No, ever, never. There's ever, nothing on ever. record. No. Nothing. And the other thing is, uh, I, I don't know that it's really the FAA. I think the FAA is being pushed very heavily by... DHS, Department of Homeland Security, by okay. NSA, National Security Minister. There's a lot of stuff going on here that we are not really aware of, like, that's happening behind the scenes. But this sounds to me like this is this is resemblant, the resemblance of a communist country. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, okay, so you go back to this remote ID. You not only have to have this device on your on your helicopter or your plane, whatever, but you also have to pay a subscription subscription fee because you're, it's not only broadcasting, you have to be logged in, connected to a network every time you fly. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to pay a, a fee to some sort of private company mm-hmm. that's got some kind of end with the government too, Somewhere. right? Yeah, of course. And uh, in your notes, it says, says two fifty a month. I've heard it could be as high as five dollars a month. Right, it's unknown. It's just estimated right now. And we don't know if it's uh, if it's per model or if it's just a fee you pay, regardless mm-hmm. of what model you fly. We don't know. It's mm-hmm. all really unknown as, as of this unknown. time. Incredibly unknown. And then to top that off, you have to register each one of your models, mm-hmm. not just register yourself like we have so far. Right. You know, we have an FAA registration that it. It covers you and all your models. Well, this will change that. You have to register each and every single model as well, in addition to having this remote ID. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it. Let's talk about, so So, if this, God forbid, if this does go into effect, how will this affect the average modeler? If you are at 
an AMA approved location, hopefully nothing will change because AMA locations will hopefully be approved as FAA locations. No, no. Why? So I'll explain that. Because the FAA requires by law, if this passes, if this rule becomes law, the FAA will require that you apply for what they call, right. it's called the, a FRIA. It's a thoroughly approved right. flying site. Right. Um, if you apply and you obtain that approval, then yes, maybe torches will become an FAA approved site location, meaning you don't need a remote ID. You don't need to follow any of these requirements. You just go out there and fly, which would be awesome. Right? That's what we're hoping is that That's what AMA we're sites will be approved, hopefully. But not every FAA approved site, uh, not every AMA sanctioned right. flying field will become an FAA approved site. They have to be applied for in, independently and individually. And you only have one year from mm -hmm. the time this rule passes mm -hmm. for this to become, or, uh, to, for them to consider you mm -hmm. to be approved as an FAA flying location. So what that means is if the rule passes becomes law, you you apply for torches, right? Mm -hmm. Our torches field in Okoye to become an FAA approved site, a FRIA, and they approve it. Okay, great. But what happens if we lose that field mm -hmm. because the city of Winter Garden, which is the owner of the field, says, oh, you can't do this anymore. We're going to develop a subdivision here now. Okay, when you move, you're screwed because you only have one year to apply right. to become an FAA-approved right. flying site. Right. So the whole thing is completely screwed up, completely. So right. if you are not flying at a future-approved FAA location, you will have to have this device fixed to your model. You will have to have an active internet connection. If you're not flying somewhere with Wi-Fi, you will need a hotspot. And you'll need to pay the subscription fee, $2, $5, whatever it is. Or $5 per model, or maybe in general, I don't yeah. know. The thing that is that is really scary to me about this is that when you are flying, as it's written from right now from what I've read, is that this information will be public. Someone can log in and say, oh, two miles away, someone's flying a drone, let's go check it out. Well, and That's terrifying. Okay, so that's the other thing, right? It's the potential implications when it comes to privacy. Mm -hmm. Um Yes. I mean, this information somehow, the FAA is very vague when it comes to what is going to be made available and what is not. Right. They made some state statements that your name, your address, your phone number, your email will be kept confidential. They're not going to be broadcasted on the network. But nonetheless, the fact that you're flying a drone, drone as they call it, because we all fly drones, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that we're the fact that we're flying drones is going to be broadcasted, and people are going to be able to know that we're flying our drones, right? Right. right. And yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to call them drones from now on because that's what the FAA likes. Right. We'll just call them all drones. They're all drones. The security part um, with that is if someone if someone knows you're flying a drone in a remote location, such as the Torches Flying Field, where you are secluded from a main road or the general public for what are we half a mile back from the main road? Mm -hmm. If they know you're back there flying and you're by yourself, they might try and. I don't know. This is this is pretty deep, but they might try and steal something from you or rob you. If Who they knows? know you're alone flying. Who knows? It's just it's the security aspect that really kind of freaks me well, out. Well, and what if, what if your full name and address is being broadcasted? Full name, address, email address, you phone don't number, know. everything. We have no idea what will be broadcasted. And and I think that it, and and as much as I I I said it before, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but as much as I really don't 
I'm not too concerned about commercial operations because they can do whatever it takes to make it work. Mm -hmm. If you're making lots of money, if you're making lots of money, if you're Amazon, you're Domino's Pizza delivering pizzas, or you're some kind of like government agency or perhaps a power company doing power line inspections or uh, a hospital delivering, uh, you know, you know, first aid supplies through a drone, you can afford to pay whatever the $5 a month and do whatever sure. you need to do. And sure. you're going to have the technology to have remote ID and who cares? It's not going to affect you as much. But when it comes to the potential implications of privacy, I think that's a big issue for everybody yeah. because it's not just us as modelers flying the torches. Is the customer of Bobby Watts that purchased the drone that is shooting a... Uh, uh, unknown private, uh, you know, sort of like a, 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 a like, <coughs> like some a movie kind of or a movie or a film or some kind of like Netflix uh, series in a remote location that is private and confidential because yeah. they don't want any leaks. They never leak anything until it's ready to go, right? Or until right. their marketing department has agreed that it's time to really to to advertise. So what about that? What about like film directors? What about like you know that that are concerned about their privacy and the fact that they're shooting a very mm-hmm. uh, a, a high end uh, multi million dollar film and they don't want observers to show up because anybody's going to be able to like I'm sure find a way sure. some some idiot is going to write an app to mm-hmm. to see what drones are in the air and what they're doing right right yeah. It's it's absolutely terrifying the the from a privacy aspect what yeah the FAA is going to put out there in the general public yeah. it's terrifying yeah anyway uh, so basically to, to kind of wrap this up the FAA is accepting comments right now on this proposal and it is incredibly incredibly crucial that everyone listening to this uh, podcast either leaves a comment or leaves another comment. Or does something, because as of recording this, there's about 17-ish thousand comments on this FAA proposal. 17,000? 17-ish thousand. I think it was like 17,400 when we left the shop. And the AMA is about 200,000 members, somewhere in there? It's somewhere in there. 200,000, give or take a few thousand, yeah. So less than 10% of the whole members... Less than 10%. ...is leaving a comment. If the FAA sees that the AMA has 200,000 members and there's 17,000 comments... They're going to think, wow, these guys don't care. Let's do it. Okay, so, so let's do a test here. Let's check. You ready? Mm-hmm. Let me do a test. So if you want to leave a comment, so please, 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 if you care. A lot of people, I think one of the problems is that a lot of people say, well, we're screwed. It's done. The yeah. hobby's done. Goodbye. Uh, I'm not going to buy anything anymore. I'm not going to fly. I'm just going to yeah. quit and just start collecting stamps. No, there is a way out of this. All these proposed rules, whether they come from the FAA, the FCC, or anybody, I've been through this before. Mm -hmm. They are proposed rules. They can't be changed, and they will be modified before they become, uh, before they go into effect. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's a 36-month period. If this rule passes as it is written today, there's this 36-month period before it will go into effect. So if this rule passes, let's say, in July or August, okay, mm-hmm. that means none of this will be valid until July or August of 2023, mm-hmm. okay? So that's a long time. That's three plus three and a half years. But I also wholeheartedly believe that 
this rule, Sorry. I have good. I have a really good feeling that this rule is not going to be. It's not going to pass in its current form, right? Um, because it is going through the comments period. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is really important. A lot of people might think, "Well, we're screwed. It doesn't matter." It does matter. Believe it or not, the FAA will read each and every one of these comments. They will. I'm telling you, it is. It 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 will happen. It right. will happen. They will read it. Um. So look at our show notes. There's going to be a link in there on where to go and make comments. Make a comment. Don't make it personalized comment. Make Do not it personal. Use the yeah. AMA's cookie cutter one because everyone who does that, that's counting as one comment. Because it's all the same. Do not use the Amy's cookie cutter. Tell your story about model aviation. And How'd you get into it? Why is it important to you? Like, and if you go to the if you go to the AMA website, which is modelaircraft.org, you're gonna find a link um, at the very top of the page, if I'm not mistaken, and it says urgent message. Your voice needs to be heard. Comment on the latest FAA proposal. Blah blah blah. When you click on that, it gives you some good tips and tricks on how, you know, it tells you where to go and make, submit your comment. Actually, that would be the way to do it. Go to modelaircraft.org, and then you'll see this message in red at the very top of the screen. Urgent message. Your voice needs to be heard. Mm -hmm. Click on that, and then read what it says there. They give you a link to where you can go and comment on the FAA website. Mm -hmm. Where the AMA is lacking is that they're not being... They're not communicating in my eyes. They're not relaying their message properly. They're just, they're saying, okay, like there's this new proposed rule. Uh, We need to do something about it. Submit a comment. Go to the remote ID proposal page on the federal website here. Click on submit a formal comment. But then they go go on about giving you some cookie cut. Uh, uh, comments mm-hmm. and they say well use this as a template and modify it to suit your needs well a lot of people are not modifying the comments they're What's just the copying and pasting thing. yeah the exact same thing and that's I mean hell if I was uh, the reviewing committee of the FAA I would consider all that spam that's mm-hmm. just annoying that's a nuisance Yeah, like Write your own experience. Like, how do you think this will affect you? Mm-hmm. Um, is is it affecting you because this is something you do with your own kids on Sundays? Mm-hmm. Um, and your kids are learning, uh, I don't know, mechanical skills or hand-eye coordination and is keeping them away from video games and dumb stuff or drugs, mm-hmm. better yet. Because they're teenagers now, but they still enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Is this going to affect you because it gets you out of the house and it gives you something to do? If not, your wife will beat you up because you're too <laughs> annoying. Well, I mean, I'm just being an asshole. But just find a reason as to how this could affect you. If it does, if it doesn't affect you, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people out there in the hobby are just casual hobbyists that don't really care enough about. I, I don't mean to be rude, but yeah. don't care enough about the hobby to really yeah. like go the extra mile to try to save the hobby, right? Yeah. But if you really truly care about the hobby and the hobby's in your heart and your mind and you love it, like 
like go and make a comment. It doesn't need to be too long, just two or three lines. Just spend five minutes. And yeah. Write about your story with yeah. how you got on the Don't holiday. worry about your grammar. Don't worry about punctuation. Just Don't worry about like, like grammatical mistakes or like spelling errors. Who cares? Just do it. I did mine when I was bust and, <laughs> and it came out great. Seriously. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. They're going to read all the comments. And the more comments we put out there, and like you said, if we have 200,000 AMA members and there's 17,000 comments, what is the, I, the the FAA's view on this? Okay, well, only 17,000 people care, but there's eight there's 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 800,000 UAS quote-unquote operators mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah. So out of 800,000, 17,000 comment it? Mm-hmm. It's nothing. That's nothing. It's stupid. That's it's a nothing. joke. It's not going to have any result. It's not going to make it's not going to make any difference. I have been seeing a lot of posts on Facebook of people saying, ah, I don't care what they say. I'm gonna, I'm not going to comply. I'm going to fly without remote ID. I'll fly in my backyard. I'll fly in my park. I don't care. Well, what I have to say to that is uh, good luck because it sounds like according to the Well, FAA, you can be a renegade. You can be a renegade. And you listen, can try. You can and, try. And I will be one. And, and I think that that's, that's what's going to happen. I think if this goes into effect, there's going to be a lot of people flying outside the law. Okay. But technically by law... If you fly anything over 0.55 pounds anywhere in the country, you're violating the law. The the law if mm-hmm. you don't have remote ID, mm-hmm. literally in my backyard. I mean, I could have you know uh, some kind of government agency come in and arrest me. Well, what I've been reading is the FAA is proposing uh, training local law enforcement, the local police, to be tracking the mm-hmm. the cracking down on this. So if you're flying at your local park without remote ID, you can have some trouble with the police. Well, and the other thing is, like, think about it. To me, this is kind of like gun control, right? It's the dumbest, stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. Okay, so you pass background checks for gun control, and you do this, and you ban ARs and semi-automatic weapons, and magazines need to be smaller than such number of rounds, and yada, yada, yada. The bad guy is going to buy the gun anyway from the hood mm-hmm. or from the drug dealer or from the Mexican. Or, but, so no offense to Mexicans, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Across, like, I meant, like, I didn't mean it that way, but I meant yeah. it like yeah. go on the other side of the water and find the, your, or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Or the, or, or the crazy dude. Uh, that is willing to sell the 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 ammo or or mm-hmm. whatever. It does not keep bad guys from doing bad things. It only keeps the good guys from doing potentially positive things or enjoying the hobby they love. Love, and that's the same with guns. Like I love shooting guns. Like I would never go and hurt somebody or try to assault somebody or like rob a bank or do anything stupid. I'm not that freaking retard. But I love shooting my guns in my backyard and carrying my gun with me when I can and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like, if if something changes with gun regulations, that's going to keep me from doing what I like to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to keep the bad guy from doing what he wants to do because he's going to do it anyway. And I feel like the same is happening with this remote ID and this new proposed FAA, FAA rules. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of... Uh, "Quote unquote," as we say in aviation, Scott runners, people that are doing it under under the table with it, trying to kind of play dumb and not mm-hmm. getting caught. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, the best way to handle this is to just hopefully have the AMA, the FAA, come to reason mm-hmm. and and maybe ease up a little bit on some of the rules. Now, here's what I propose. You ready? 
Because I think there needs to be, and you guys can listen to what I have to say or not, it doesn't matter. But I think there needs to be some kind of consensus amongst the hobbyists before um, before a comment is made. Because the comment needs to be, when you guys go and comment, you need to explain your own experience, your own reasoning, how this is affecting you, blah, blah, blah. But you also should throw in a line or two as to what you propose, mm-hmm. what should change or what should not change. And, and I hate to put it in this perspective, but I think, again, going back to where we were in the beginning of the conversation, there's a difference between um, pilot fl- piloting flight, like where you're piloting, you're flying your model, and autonomous flight, where the mm-hmm. model flies itself with the GPS. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between line of sight and flying through a camera. I feel like the distinction when it comes to the hobby, and again, whether it is helicopters, jets, planes, quarter scale, pylon raising, whatever that is, soaring, gliding, whatever, the distinction is we always look, we're always, we have to see our models while they're in flight so we can see and avoid. So my proposal to the FA would be, if I had the leverage to discuss this one-on-one with the committee would be, please implement remote ID to those that have you uh, that have GPS mm-hmm. or cameras or both. Mm-hmm. Do not implement this to models that are very rudimentary, like our models. They're very rudimentary mm-hmm. because we don't even have Kyle the technology to implement remote ID. It doesn't no, exist. It's not here right now. It's just an idea. Like DJI. Any DJI drone, you buy Spark or Mavic or a Phantom, whatever you buy, an Inspire, you can, with a simple software update, become fully remote ID compliant. We cannot. Yeah. We have no pathway to it. We have nothing. We would have to find a company in China that is willing to do this for us and perhaps become the 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 most popular company, remote ID X, yada yada, for for hobby enthusiasts because we don't have we don't have the technology. Right. So my argument to the FA would be we don't have GPSs, we don't have cameras. You should exclude non-GPS, non-camera ships or UASs from the rulemaking and only include those that have GPSs and cameras or one or the other. And then perhaps if they want to take it a step further, I don't like this idea. But if they're not convinced that that's the way to go, the next level is not only no GPS, no camera, but okay, you're confined to flying within the uh, the boundaries of a AMA sanctioned sanctioned club. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that would still destroy the park flyers, the dudes that are going down flying in the school parking lot after hours. And the guys that are flying, you know, over the the river, or the mm-hmm. you know, the soccer field, you know, on a on a on a Thursday night when there's nobody around, or the baseball field on a Tuesday night when it's empty, that would exclude those guys. And I I don't want that to happen, but that would be still within reason, something that could be uh, acceptable in my eyes. You fly no camera, no GPS within the constraints of an AMA field. But again, to put us all in the same category of like GPS enabled drones that can go five miles on the road is completely unreasonable. Unreasonable, unacceptable, and unfathomable. Anyway. But I guess we'll have to wait and see.
like we said, we would urge everyone to leave a comment, personalized comment, please. It, it doesn't hurt. It takes five minutes to do it, and all it does is just better our chances. Have you seen anybody us. that hasn't made a comment? There's a lot of people. Uh, the, the, what do you mean? The public, uh, the, the comments are all public. You can search by first and last name to see who has left a comment and who has not. And it's quite alarming who has left a comment and who has not. There's a lot of big people within the industry who are just... Want to drop some names? Come uh, on. You go for we it. we got to call those guys. So listen. So how can you be in the hobby for 30 plus years, 40 plus years, 20 plus years, 10 plus years... Some of you guys make a living in the hobby. Industry leaders. Industry leading people that actually yeah. draw checks from the hobby. Mm -hmm. And they have not made comments. Nothing. Like that's the only source. Not a side business. The only source. Oh my God. So I apologize ahead of time because uh, the search might, might have malfunctioned. I... I, and I don't mean this in any rude way, but I'm going to call some names. I have, I feel like I have to. Go for it. Because some of these people, again, make a living in the hobby. Or, they, or they've been in the hobby so long that it's just completely out of ridiculous for me to see that they have not gone on this mm. FA website and commented. Even if it's a two-liner. Yeah. FA, you guys are stupid. <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years. My kids have done it with me. I earn a living out of this. You should not include model aircraft into this deal. Something. Something. To say something. So who has not? Kyle Dahl. Kyle Dahl has not. Can you believe that? Yeah. Mitch Morosas. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Love you, guy. Yeah. I love Mitch. I love Mitch. I love Kyle. They're awesome dudes. Yeah. Um, I have nothing bad to say about them. This is not a reflection on how I see them because... I like those guys, yeah. but I feel like I have to call them out in public because, yeah, like who else? There's so many people, man. Matt Bottas. Matt, I didn't see Matt do it. No. I don't know. Frank Noel. I didn't see Frank do it. No, Frank Noel's Noel. been in the hobby for as long as I've known, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Years and years and years. Uh, There's so many. There's so many. Gator has not done it. I'm sorry, Gator. I love you, man. But really? Come on. Really? Come on. Um, Gator doesn't make a living on the hobby, and I know he's busy, so he has an excuse. He has an excuse. Yeah. I'll give it to Gator. But on the other hand, again, there's people that are making a living in yeah. the that have been in the hobby. Yeah. Like You guys I, can search your own names to see who has and who hasn't. Yeah, I didn't see Gail, Aline Gail, do nope, it. Nothing. Um, who else? Um, give me a couple more names. The, Come on. The CEO of Amate Hobbies, Kendall Bennett, no comment. What about the playing Big shots, right? Andrew Jeske, nothing. Jace Tusia, nothing. What is up with that? The big plane guys. What about the big jet guys? Um, the biggest one I can think of, Pablo Fernandez. I don't know do if it? he left a comment, but I know he's been very active in it. He posts on Facebook a lot about it. Yeah, Pablo is doing a good job at that. Yeah, yeah he is definitely. Right, I'll tell you what, let's search Pablo. Pablo I got Fernandez. the search here. See if he left here, a comment. Pablo Fernandez. Search. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Well, Pablo Fernandez and Pablo Fernandez Jr., so, yeah. So, he's at least one of them, I'm sure. Yeah, he's, he's one of them for sure. Yeah. Um, and he says, model airplanes are not drones. I don't know that that's the Pablo we're talking about, but, probably, yeah. Probably is. Um, there's, but, there's a lot of people. I really, I mean, there's people. But what within, about Jace? What about Jace? Jace Deuce here? There's nothing. I know. I already looked it up. How is that even possible? The thing that kind of surprised me the most is people who work at big name hobby shops or own big name hobby shops yeah making zero effort what about AC Glenn nothing AJ Jaffe 
He told me he did, but I couldn't find it. Same with his father. He told me that he and his dad left a comment, but did he not hit the "I agree" to this being public? Yada yada. Like I don't know. I don't know. Man, it's like like so again. Two hundred thousand AMA members. I'm not talking about helicopters. I'm talking about AMA aircrafts, Mm -hmm. soaring, quarter scale, 3D planes, pattern planes. Mm You, anything, helicopters, scale helis, 3D helis, F3C helis. Everything. And everything. There's 17,000 total comments. Yep. We're losing time. We uh, Let's see. Today is February 19th. We have less than two weeks. March 2nd is when this March drops. 2nd is the deadline. Please, guys, please make a comment. It really does matter. It does matter. It they does it. matter. It's like that guy that says, I'm not going to vote. I hate Trump. I hate Trump, but I'm not going to vote then you're because my vote doesn't count. Yes, every vote count. Yeah. If you like if you like Trump, vote for Trump because <laughs> you might help him win. If you don't like Trump, then vote for the other guy because it might help you keep uh, Trump out of the, uh, you know, yeah. make Trump lose. Yes, votes count. These it's comments very count. Important. It all very counts. Very important. Do it. Do it. Don't be that guy. Oh, thank you. Anyway, you're done with this topic? Yeah, let's move on to something else. Let's do code race. Code race? Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yes, code race. So, it's been a while. Uh-huh. So, uh, okay, this so this, really this has been very negative. Very negative. Yeah. We're going to bring it around, though. So, let's make it positive. So, I see a lot of people buying... I'm not going to say the brand. Like a cheap brand mm-hmm. that I know has all kinds of problems, failures, and this and that. Gaining popularity, yeah. And gaining popularity. And that's fine. Like, it's not really that bad. But with that said, um, every time you have asked those people, or even I, they've said, oh, it's cheap. Well, no, it's not cheaper. <laughs> it's not cheaper than... Um, some SAB helicopters that are actually really solid. Yep. So, like, for instance, we have, like, the Thundersport, good old Thundersport. That's an amazing. That's, honestly, that's my number two favorite Goblin right now. Yeah, and it's $698. Yeah. And I think is better than the equivalent $698 or $99 helicopter that's out there. I really do. I really hope. I know that we are biased so if you don't like us being biased you're listening to the wrong podcast (laughs) it's as simple as that but and yes we're biased but we're biased for a reason we're not just doing this you know only for the money because we're hobbyists and we love what we do and like i mean in all honesty we could be selling every brand under the good the sun i mean who cares right Yeah, yeah yeah but we honestly wholeheartedly truly fully believe in in sab and like Thundersport, man, 698, 698. Yeah. So, coat race. You mm-hmm. ready? Yeah. So, we have three sport models. We have the Thundersport. Which is a 700 class machine. Does not come with blades. Awesome does, machine. Awesome machine. Does not come with blades, but it's still a very nice machine. You just got to put blades on it. Yeah. The code is SG718. So, that's not the coupon code. Yeah. That's the SKU code for the helicopter. Part number. So, part, number. part number. So, if you go to bkhobbies.com, you click the search, you type in SG718, you're yeah. going to come across the Goblin Thundersport. Yes. So, that is one. It needs blades, such as switch blades. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. The other one is the SG728. 
So you go to search button, SG728. That's the Goblin Thundersport Drake edition that has that nice orange color and like mm-hmm. it's all matte. It's really, really cool. That's what yours looks like. Um, that one sells for uh, the full price on that is $818. Mm-hmm. And then the SG777, which is the um, SAB Goblin 770 Sports. Mm-hmm. And that helicopter retails for $899, so 900 bucks. Yep. These three are the sport series of Goblin. Sport. So, yeah. actually, I think the Drake comes with blades, doesn't it? I can't remember. Uh, I think the Drake comes with blades. The 770 obviously does because it's kind of a niche size. It comes with SAB blades, but I think the Drake one does come with blades. It's just the 718, the Thundersport yellow that does not come with blades. The Drake helicopter, which is basically a um, Thundersport with the matte orange uh, color scheme, is $818 full price. And I am pretty sure, yes, it does come with blades. Mains and tails. So um, Good deal. Yeah. Really good deal. Yeah. So, what's the deal? What are we doing? What's the deal? So, we're going to do... Let's do 15%. Okay. That's a great deal right now. Yeah. Great deal. On each one of these helis, we're doing one per customer, and it is done. Not one per customer, but one of each, Mm -hmm. period, for anybody and everybody. Yeah. So, if you enter this code, you can get 15% off... Mm-hmm. The Goblin Thundersport, the SG718, mm-hmm. which will drop your price to um, how much? Uh, let's see here. $593 for a 700 class that. machine brand new in the box. It's like 100 bucks off. That's great. Yeah. And then if you want the Drake, which comes with the blades and the nice, cool, like, matte. Orange the matte, paint scheme. Yep. Uh, the matte orange paint scheme. You're going to pay uh, $695. Okay. Yep. That's a great deal. And then if you want the 770, the 770s is pretty cool actually too. Like um the 770 is more money. I think it's like 899. Something um, like that. Yeah. 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 It's a bigger heli though. So Yeah, it's uh let's see here. SG777. So that's the SAB 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 got one uh 770 Sport. Mm-hmm. That one retails for Eight hundred ninety-nine dollars. So with this coupon, you're going to get it for seven sixty-four, and that also comes with blades. Yep. So even if you didn't get this discount coupon, those are awesome machines, and they're very competitively priced. But I think a lot of people forgot about them because everybody, and we're highly responsible for this. Absolutely. You, you're you're at fault, and I'm at fault. Yep. All our team guys are at fault. We're yep. like cracking, 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 cracking. Yes, the Kraken is badass, but yeah. like these things are pretty freaking yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's going to change though, because I, I myself and you as well just recently rediscovered these Thundersport models. I mm-hmm. have the Thundersport, the SG718. Yours is the Drake, and they fly amazing. There's nothing yeah. wrong with them. I, I hate to say this. I'm going to kill our own Kraken sales. I think they fly just almost, almost as good as the Kraken. Yeah. If not the same. Yeah. They're not like the latest and greatest and cutting edge technology and blah, blah, blah. But they're right. so close. Like, yeah, they're so, so close. So good, though. So good. And the parts are so widely available, you know. There's, there's parts everywhere. So you want to come up with a code? You ready? This is very impromptu. I'm going to come up We're with it right impromptu. now. We'll create it in the system later. Ready? Here we go. 
Oh, it'll be in the system by the time we post <laughs> right, this. Right, yeah, well, By the time yeah. you hear this, it's in yeah, the yeah, system right yeah, now. Yeah. So the code is BKRC1732. BKRC1732. Why? I don't know. It's the first numbers that came to my head. BKRC1732. That can get you 15% off. One, what's 71732? What is that? I don't know. It's random. That's the great thing. BKRC1732. That'll get you 15% off. A Goblin Thundersport, or a Goblin Drake 700, or a Goblin 770 Sport. It's valid for all three, but one time per per, per month. Nice. So, yeah, 15%. Done. Nice. How about that? What do you What do you want to talk about next? Um, I'm going to spring this on you last minute. You and I do not have this in the notes, but oh boy. since we were just talking about a little bit of negativity, I want to bring some positivity as well alongside the code race, make it unbiased. Let's talk about like events. Like what are we looking forward to event wise that's coming? Why, up? why are you doing this now? Because. Oh, wait a minute. Is this code race like indefinite? No, it'll expire on. As usual, one week from now. Uh, we'll do it on the 28th. 28th. Okay. Actually, let's do it on the 29th. End of the month. There you go, yeah, people might need some time to think about buying kids. Shit, so slow right now. <laughs> we might need to give them a little more time. Yeah, so, February 29th. You have until then to, yeah. to buy your kids. But so anyway, what are you what are you talking about? We were we just had some negativity with the FAA, which is not we're not trying to be negative. We're just trying to no. There's no negativity. There so, is no. There was no negativity. It it's can called, be perceived as negative reality. It's just depressing. That's so, what I would call it. Depressing. Let, let's yeah. bring it back up. Let's talk about events. What events are coming up that you are excited about? None. Okay, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the Spring Fling. The Spring Fling, for sure. In Virginia. Uh, well, before that, the Torches Spring Fling Array memorial. Chicken Wing, a.k.a. Dock Wing Memorial. Yes, we we'll, work we'll on come up with a name. Yeah. Then the Spring Fling. Virginia. I was thinking about Huntsville or um, even Birmingham. but I think I, we should do Birmingham. No, we should do one of them. We, we should, should do one Birmingham. of them. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, and then, what about Turlock in California? Yeah. Yeah, your been, boy Danny Juarez yeah. wants you to go yeah. there. Yeah, you as well, yeah. my friend. You were the one. Danny's just such a nice guy, man. We, we need to, we need to seriously think about making the trip there. So if you're on the West Coast, the Turlock yeah. event. We should look at that because you and I have not been West Coast in a while. We do yeah, Midwest and East. Yeah, it's been a while. But the Spring Fling is a must-go, must-do, must be. That is, um, I don't want to give you numbers. But first, weekend like, in, first weekend in, uh, in May. Yeah, first it's weekend like in May. the last day of April into the first days of May. I, think, um, I believe, yeah, I believe it starts on the Wednesday the 29th or Thursday the 30th. Yeah. And it spans through like May 1st, 2nd. Yeah, that is an absolute, yeah. if you have been there, if you have not been there, if you're thinking about it, you have got to go. There is no option. You have got to go. Yeah. Great. And don't worry about this remote ID shit. This, again, that's not going to happen in, for three years. So. Yeah, it's fine. Just go enjoy flying. Bring people into the hobby. It is what it is. But And if you're that, there, come say hello to us. A lot of times we come across like assholes, but we... It's very intimidating. <laughs> that's what I've been told. I don't know why. I'm just a normal dude, man. I just yeah. love hanging with everybody and having a good all time. But yeah. yes, I've been told that... I am intimidated. I don't know because I look like I'm pissed off. I learned that from James Arnold. <laughs> but um, 
But no, man. I yeah. I mean, I I I I have to admit, I have to spend more time on the flight line and talking to people and hanging. It's tough, yeah. It's yeah. Tough. But but yeah. I just you know, time just goes by and you get sidetracked and yeah. But that's yeah. that's the perfect event for it because we're just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Not, we have like no like demo obligations. Yeah. We're just there and Gator time. says he wants to go, but Gator doesn't deserve it. He hasn't posted on Gator on the FAA website. Yeah, Gator's a liar. Yeah. He's gonna work with yeah. his poop business or whatever waste management <laughs> oh my god sorry gator i did not say that okay for the record i could say though that gator if gator goes he's gonna bury at least one <laughs> one's going in <laughs> with his flying skills you cannot just not bury one anyway anyway <laughs> Uh, oh god. My god yeah we're looking uh, forward to these events guys it's gonna be a good year uh, at least some laughter yeah, turn, in the midst of everything so turn this year around and make it positive make it some fun so, absolutely we'll so try. what are you drinking there my friend this is a uh, coke diet coke so we're gonna go eat some sushi here but before yeah. we do that it's lunchtime so before we do that yeah. let's talk about the state of the hobby um coronavirus what's up with that the man? coronavirus is um, what is imposing, shit is this it's imposing a hiccup into the hobby unfortunately and uh for those of you who live under a rock they should i forgot to tell you this one uh to live in where if you live under a rock mark, or under a rock mark Rigenberg uh from graves rc came to the shop today to pick up an order for graves rc <laughs> and he had basically no idea what coronavirus was he's like is that in the u.s yet <laughs> well, like only 100 people have it right yeah no um so yeah. coronavirus he lives under a rock yeah coronavirus to florida is uh, a virus that started out of wuhan china and is spreading at an incredible rate flu-like symptoms you get really sick if your immune system is not very strong, it can be detrimental to your health. But it started out of Wuhan. It's not a death sentence. It's, it's not, not a death, death sentence. But if but you have a bad immune system and you can't get over it, that might be a Well, compared to the flu, like, I think one out of, I, I, I read an article the other day, like, one out of 10,000 people with the flu die. Right. Whereas one out of, like, I think it's like 20 or so die with this. So it's it's... It's serious. It's yeah, very serious. It's yeah. a pretty serious thing. It's spreading very, very fast through China. It has made its way to the USA. It's made its way to other countries. I assume since it's in the news every day, everyone yeah. is basically aware of it. But so, how does it affect the radio control? Okay, so like the scary part is like exactly two weeks ago today, I was on my way to New Hampshire. Like New Hampshire, yeah. I was driving, and I was listening to NPR. Yes, I'm a geek. National Public Radio. I like to listen to news. I was listening to like Trump's impeachment stuff and like <laughs> and just just entertain. Just yeah. just listen to some because music gets old after like yeah. twenty two hours of driving, right? And un- so for the record, he was acquitted. Keep going. <laughs> so there were four thousand cases or forty two hundred something like that as of the World Health Organization as of yesterday's report. There's seventy three thousand three hundred thirty two cases. That is incredible. So that's an. Uh, it's basically went 20 times or 19 times what it was, 18, 19 times. So let's hope that it slows down because if it goes another 18, 19 times in two more weeks, we're looking at 1.3, 1.4 million people. Mm-hmm. So oh, uh, that's scary. Yeah. But, um, but okay, how is it affecting the hobby? So first of all, don't get panicked about it. Like, don't don't freak out. Don't, I mean. Kyle was very like stressed. I was stressed because I was doing international travel to Brazil, and I hate airports to begin with, and then being touching armrests and everything. Yeah. I went through like 17 bottles of hand sanitizer, but 
Yeah. Yeah. The, but the effect I, on the hobby. But the problem with the hobby is like, and a lot of people might not really understand or know this, like almost everything that is produced in the hobby, whether it is airplanes, helicopters, again, like we're going through like the whole list, jets, everything, soaring, yada, yada. Almost everything is made in China. And some people would say, well, some stuff is not made in China. Okay, well, like, let's, let's, let's take the example of SAB. Mm -hmm. Some stuff, very, very little stuff is made in Italy. Most of the stuff is made in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. A lot but, of it, yeah. But some of those parts, some of the parts that complement some of the kits and some of the parts themselves come from China. Like, like bolts and stuff. Bolts, bearings, bearings some plastics, things washers. like that. So, like, when you think about it, even if it's bearings and bolts, okay, well, you have a kit, okay, if you can get bolts and bearings because they're coming out of China and China is closed for business, you can get bolts and bearings, you can put a kit together. Right. Um, so, that's affecting, like, us. Like, yeah. our servos come from Taiwan, BK mm -hmm. Servo. Mm -hmm. But there's one little component coming out of China. Mm -hmm. And if that component is not available because the Chinese factory is closed, we can't make servos. We can make cases. Our pots come from Japan. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of like stuff that is not relying on China, but that one little part that comes from China yeah. can mess the whole thing up. Stops all of it. Yeah. And that's what we're experiencing. We're experiencing serious issues with the supply chain. We're hoping things will normalize in the next couple of weeks because there is some hope that things with the virus in China are kind of stabilizing, so to speak. Uh, they're doing everything they can to contain it and kind of uh, keep a close watch on it. But, um, after but, talking with SAB, the, the silver lining is that 75%, according to Enrico at SAB, 75% of the vendors they use in China are, open are opening again. But in a limited capacity. Well, the thing is, like, the look, what people don't understand is the government has ordered yes. these factories to remain closed. Correct. It's not like they're just choosing to be closed because they're scared of the virus. They I mean, no everybody choice. needs to make a living. They're trying to open. Yeah. But when you are part of the doctrine of a authoritarian government, basically communism, right. to not put it in layman's terms. Yeah, if they tell you you, how you have to close, you have to close. You have to close, Period. Yeah. yeah. So, so now they're starting to open, but it, it's a slow process. Very and, slow. Yeah, and we're hoping that uh, we're hoping that things will resume to normal, yeah. normal. But for the time being, that is a huge factor that is affecting yeah. the hobby. Yeah. Huge. If you're looking for something SAB specific, please let us know if it's a part or a kit or whatever it is. But please also understand that it is entirely 200% outside of our control. Oh, yeah, it's SAB of USA. We, have, yeah. we, we can't control it. We can't contribute to it. It is what it is. But if you're looking for a specific part or a kit or whatever it is, let us know. Maybe we have an ETA. Maybe we have an idea or something. Yeah. So, yeah. But we're doing everything we and, can. And we've been, you know, uh, prioritizing our dealers as well. So our dealers yeah. are fully staffed. So... Yeah. Um, or stocked. So if you, you know, if it, I'd love for you guys to support BK Hobbies, but yeah. on the other hand, you know, you can support our dealers. So if you don't find it from us, you can find mm -hmm. it from one of our dealers. Yeah. So it's all good. It's all good. As usual, um, we're uh, talking to SAB every day to get updates and things are just kind of slowly, slowly moving along. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else is affecting the hobby? You want to get into something else? What do you have in mind? I don't know, man. A lot of stuff's affecting the hobby. So we have coronavirus. We have the FAA. Mm -hmm. We have uh, well, the 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 coronavirus is affecting the stock 
levels yeah. for everybody. And I don't think it's just affecting us. The difference perhaps is we're a small mom and pop operated business. So we our stock levels as it is are not huge. Right. We try to recycle inventory very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that other distributors like the the bigger ones or the ones that have more cash flow, they probably can survive longer with more reasonable amounts of stock because they probably stock more to begin with, right? Right. But I think if inevitably, at some point or another, is affecting everybody. Yeah, it will. Um, what else is affecting the hobby? The slow season? It's just cold up north? It it's, sucks? Yeah, it's a very, it's a naturally slow season. Uh, if you look at historically, January to about March slash April is kind of slow to begin with because half the country right now is freezing, cold. I was at Ron Kors' house. There, were, there was old shitty... Three-week-old snow in front of his freaking driveway. And does that make you motivated to go fly? No. no. It makes no. you motivated to He's the only weirdo that does. He's yeah. the only weirdo that does. So yeah. it's naturally slow. Uh, the, the coronavirus is changing things. People are getting worried about the FAA. If the FAA is worrying you, don't let it worry don't you. Don't let the it's FAA worry you. It's not going to change anything tomorrow or Go on their website years. and make a comment. That's the yeah. best thing you can do. And just forget about it until the the, 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 the it's a proposed yeah. rule. It'll be... Amend it, modify it, and tweaked. Right. Probably several several times over several before times. it becomes a reality. And even then, once and if it does become a reality, you yeah. will have three years. So, yeah. Right. Nothing is changing tomorrow, yeah. a year from now, two years from now, maybe three years from now. Yeah. One thing that's affecting the hobby, and I wouldn't say is the hobby in itself, but I think it could potentially be affecting smaller shops. Is the constant, and you guys are going to hate me for what I'm about to say. Oh, boy. The constant discounts, dude. It's killing everybody. <clears throat> killing them. Killing them. I have a lot of views on this. Okay. Explain. Um, I, I want to hear it because I want to hear it because um, I know that some companies can handle it better yeah. than others. Um, you and I talk about this on a daily basis, but for those of you that don't know, um, there are a lot of normal, acceptable, traditional discount periods, Black Friday, Christmas, Halloween to yeah. an extent. And this is, July. sorry to interrupt you, hold your thought, please keep mm-hmm. going. But this is so counter, this is so weird for us to be talking about this because it almost sounds like we want to be like tight or cheap or... right. But it it's really it's really a problem that I think sooner or later is going to cause a lot of shops to close their doors. Correct. We've already seen it. Correct. So keep going. So like I said, there's a lot of holiday periods that are acceptable. Black Friday, Halloween, Christmas, Fourth of July. We're 10, 15 percent discount as normal. Everyone does 10, 20, 15, 20, whatever, whatever it is. is yeah. It happens outside of the radio control hobby. It's totally acceptable. Yeah. The thing that I, I mean, hell, there was like a President's Day sale. There was like a freaking Valentine's Day sale. That's all right. Keep going. That's yeah. the problem that I have is there's always a holiday. So there's always a reason for certain stores. I don't want to, I'm not going to name names because yeah. there's multiple at this point yeah. that are doing a Valentine's Day sale, President's Day sale. It's Friday sale. It's four o'clock sale. It is Monday sale. Yeah. It's, there's always a or sale. Or is a pop-up window, like subscribe to this yeah. and get this or, yeah. yeah. And yeah. all that, and I'm not blaming anyone in specific. I'm not blaming the customer, the dealer, the whatever, but it is training people to expect a discount and no one is really open to paying, not no one, but like it's a fit of, uh, uh uh, there's there's a chunk of people, like a large percentage of people, yeah. that are not willing to pay full price because they right. know they know the they, next sale is going to come. 
if they wait a month, yeah. a week, two days, whatever it is, there's going to be another sale. And, and I understand people want to save money. That's all good. Like I don't I'm up them. for that. I'm up for sales. 100%. It's not the consumer problem. It's not the pilot's problem or the Correct. customer's problem. Correct. It's the industry problem. The industry, the dealer problem. Because it's the fault of a handful of dealers that started the trend. Yes. Not even a handful, but less. Yeah. That started this trend that have created a... a a train that has no way to stop. There's you can't and change it now because the customers are ex, uh, accustomed to correct. And if you don't stop stuff. the train, they themselves are going to yeah. go out of business at some point or another. And the the biggest problem that I see is that there is just not a lot of room for discounts in this industry. The margins are not big enough to support constant 10, 15, 20% discounts all the time. It's not it's not JCPenney, where their margins are ginormous, 10-15% doesn't affect yeah. anything for them. 10-15% yeah. affects the bottom line in the R.C. Haley industry huge, tremendously. Huge. Huge. So huge. Let, let's talk about numbers. Like, this will be interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to get too into detail or disclose too much of this information, but what the hell? Like, people, I mean, it's that information is, like, publicly available. If somebody gets a business license, they want to get a dealer account through us, they will find out anyway, right? Yeah. So, like... Let's take like dealer dealer A. Dealer A is located in uh, I don't know Alabama or whatever, and okay. they contact BK Hobbies and they say, "Hey, I want to carry Goblin and BK Servo and X Nova Motors and like switch plates." Okay, we're distributors and exclusives for all those brands. Okay, so let's say that guy it's a small time shop he doesn't want to really stock much mm -hmm. but he says uh, i have a customer that wants a kraken okay so let's round numbers up so that it's an easy discussion so that guy that dealer okay joe his name is joe he's mm -hmm. from alabama mm -hmm. okay he contacts us he gets a dealer account he gets goes through the whole process his tax id yep. yada yada we get him approved blah 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 so he wants to order a Kraken. Let's say the Kraken costs a thousand. It's more than that. It's like eleven. It, ten ninety six. Ten hundred fifty. Yeah. Let's say the argument thousand like dollars. just thousand bucks. Easy math. Let's say that that this hypothetically assumed that a Kraken costs a thousand dollars full retail. That was the retail price. Okay, that guy's gonna pay us seven hundred and seventy dollars for that kit. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is what he's gonna pay us for it, and. I'm not even going to talk about us. We make very, very little, very little out of that $770 sale because we're already knocked out 23% off of it. Correct. But we knock out 23%. He pays us $770, and we will ship it to him for free. Mm -hmm. It's over $500 to dealers, over $100 to customers. Mm -hmm. He gets it for free. So we ship it for free. So by the time we factor in... He paid us with a credit card. We paid SAB for this kit to come in all the way from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And then we paid SAB for shipping. And then mm -hmm. this guy paid us with a credit card. Mm -hmm. And then we shipped it to this dealer for free. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're making very little. We're making very little. We're, we're, we're not we, breaking even, but we're not we're, not a lot to take home. Yeah, roughly about 50 bucks we make out of that deal. Right. Okay. Now, this customer gets his kit, pays 770 Okay. He gets it to his door, okay? So then he looks around. He sees, oh, this guy's running the sale. This guy's running that sale. This guy's running the sale. 10% off this, 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 this. So he has to discount this kit 10%, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He discounts the kid 10%. So now he's not selling it for 1000 He's selling it for $900. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing all this math in my head. It's very easy for me to do. He's selling it for 900 because it happens to be to be competitive. He needs to knock out. And a lot of these dealers are not doing this out blatantly in the open because there's a minimum advertised price that they have to respect. But, you know, they get an email or a phone call and say, oh, yeah, I'll hook you up. I'll give you 10%. Okay. Mm-hmm. 900 bucks instead of 1000 Okay. Or they pay 770 Okay. Out of the $900, you got to take at least 3% credit card fees. Mm-hmm. Or PayPal fees. There, so anybody can argue with me. It doesn't change. It's anywhere between two point five and three percent. So if you do it at three percent, it's twenty seven dollars out of nine hundred dollars, right? Right. So that means they're going to collect eight hundred and seventy three dollars for that kit. Mm-hmm. Eight seventy three. Then they have to ship it to that guy for free. Mm-hmm. Because everybody expects free shipping. The order is over a hundred, or over two hundred, or whatever it is. It's a large order, you know. A nine hundred dollar order is a large order, so they're going to ship it for free. Yeah. Okay. If that customer is on the West Coast and this dealer is in Alabama, unless this dealer is moving incredible amounts of volume through UPS or FedEx or what have you, he's going to pay forty forty dollars in shipping all day long, Guaranteed. all day long Guaranteed. to California. No ways around that. Even to Arizona or Nevada or like even New Mexico, he's going to pay forty dollars in shipping. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy already collected a seventy three. Now he has to spend another forty. Mm-hmm. So that's eight forty three. Okay, eight forty three. Mm-hmm. Now what about the cost of the box, the time it took him to pack it? Maybe the customer called with a question. Maybe he spent 15 minutes with the customer with a question. Maybe not, but maybe he did. Maybe he explained to the customer this or that or whatever. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, we're not counting. We're not taking any of this into account. We're not even thinking nope. about this. Just pure numbers. Okay. This customer, this dealer collected $843. No, 833 mm-hmm. it's, a, it's 900 minus 3%. It's 8.70. And again, I'm doing this with my head. Eight seventy-three. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, shit. Eight seventy-three, and then minus forty. It's eight thirty-three. Yeah. yeah. Nine hundred. Yeah. 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 Eight thirty-three. Okay. So eight thirty-three minus uh, seven seventy. That's what that dealer paid us for that kit. Dealer is making sixty-three dollars for that $63. kit. Sixty-three dollars. Now, that dealer might have electric rent. The, the box itself, the tape, uh, the phones he has to run. Maybe he has software. Website software, inventory software, shipping software. Well, not employee. everybody has inventory software, but yeah, I, sure. I give you that. But it We up. spend 20 k a year just in software. $20,000 a year, a year in, software. in software. We need it. We, we can't need. operate without it. Well, we need it because we have thousands and thousands and thousands of SKUs. Not everyone does. But... Correct, but some people can operate. But software is not cheap. Like, yeah. I mean, sure, you can get a little crappy website and pay thousand dollars a year. Sure, but I think for the most part, you can average that to three to five k a year for software because it's not just that. You might have to have QuickBooks for your accounting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that you need to have. 
you you can't just answer phones out of a cell phone. You might need some kind of PBX system, perhaps something like Ring Central or some mm-hmm. software based thing that's going to cost you another thousand a year, a hundred a month or more. Yeah, when you start adding all these things up, and then you have again, you have boxes, you have tape, you have materials, you have all, all kinds of stuff, and then that's when you start looking at, and then you have. Perhaps your business, well, not perhaps, but you would be stupid if your business doesn't have some kind of liability insurance or umbrella mm-hmm. uh, policy to cover you for liability and all kinds of other stuff, fire, theft, whatever. So when you get to that bottom line of what, what I would consider your actual net profit is, you still have to make money off of it if you're making it, doing it for a living, if you're doing it for a living. Yeah. Okay, so how much is there left? So what worries me about these consistent discounts is that the average dealer is having to continue to offer deals and deals and deals and deals to make the consumer happy. Mm -hmm. Because if not, the consumer can go to that other dealer that perhaps has other sources of income or that doesn't really know how to do the math correctly, Mm -hmm. that is losing money but doesn't care because he thinks he can keep doing it and losing money and losing money and offering the 15% or the 40% or the 70% sales Mm -hmm. during Halloween. Mm -hmm. So the other guy that is genuinely trying to make a living out of this is having to somehow discount stuff to keep up with that guy Mm -hmm. that either doesn't know what he's doing or maybe he has deep pockets or maybe... He has a different source of income in another industry that's totally unrelated to the hobby. So he can afford to do that. So this guy, Joe Blow from Alabama or whatever I called him the first time around, has to do it to stay afloat. But what is that doing to Joe Blow from Alabama in the long term? It's killing him. It's killing him. Now, people like us, people like Makata USA, people like Bodos, people like... I'm talking about distributors and manufacturers, we have a little bit more of a leeway because our costs are lower because we're the ones that are in charge of distribution for these products. So we can get away with a 10%. It's not the end of the world for us. But that's not the answer because the hobby, I strongly believe in dealers. Dealers are the lifeline. Dealers are what keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I just thought about. So here's, so as, as my title of, "Quote unquote" title of in, uh, director of inventory and technical operations. Technical operations. I don't know what the hell is technical, but yeah, couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, what I do from uh, morning till afternoon when I leave is I manage all of the in- incoming shipments of SAB, BK Servo Switch, XNO, everything, and then the outgoing shipments. I do about ninety nine percent of the shipments going out. Yep. We have some guys helping. Bert, of course, and Susie, of course. Nah, uh, not hardly anymore, but yeah. So how it works is when I get an order, I print out the order, which costs money. The paper is not free. I print out the order. I walk around the shop and I pick the inventory. I scan the inventory using a software that we paid for, using a scanner that we paid for. Yeah, the software is like five grand a year. Yeah, I use it. There's just no other way around it. We've we experimented with no software, remember? Yeah. And it's a pain. It's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't no. work. The shit missing. Oh, yeah. Sorry, this is not in yeah. stock. Yeah. No. So here's an entire process. So the customer goes on bkhowies.com, places an order, checks out, boom, done. The order prints out on the paper that we paid for. I walk around the shop and I pick the inventory. I scan the order with all the items. 
using, using the, the scanner that I that the company paid for, using the software that the company paid for, putting it into the box that the company paid for, taping the box with the tape that the company paid for, putting the box on the. And people don't think tape costs a lot of money. It was spent hundreds and hundreds it's and ridiculous. hundreds of. It's ridiculous. And then the label that comes yeah. out of the stupid so, thing that says yeah, BK yeah, Hobbies like yeah. order fulfillment. You know how much those stupid rolls are too. Yeah. 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 So the box that the company paid for goes on the scale that the company paid for to go into the shipping software that the company paid for to print the label that the company paid for. The cost of goods is incredible. So these discounts does have a really big. Well, cost, cost of goods is technically by accounting purposes classified differently. But yeah, the the expense. Right, but, the but expense. If you go based on what yeah. the company paid for the product versus what the actually cost by the time it gets picked up by the USPS, time it gets yeah, UPS, yeah, FedEx, yeah. whatever. It goes up. It goes up. Yeah. yeah it goes so up. even though as a distributor we have more room to do these discounts and we can we can survive. Compete, we compete. can survive and and keep doing 10-15% forever. Yeah. But it's not about that. It's like you know how many times like this sounds really shitty and I'm sorry to my friend dealers. I have a lot of dealer friends, man, like one of them, for example, I can think of is Shannon Turner. Super nice guy. Awesome guy. I love Shannon. Awesome dude. dude. He takes care of his customers. He goes out of his way to attend events mm-hmm. to support the hobby because, please, I mean, how much money is it? Like, how many parts does he sell? I mean, I don't know. It's not my business, Shannon. Sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but right. how many parts can Shannon sell at an event? Like, right. he does it because he loves the hobby. His kid, Caleb, sweet, sweetheart. Yeah. Super nice guy, good values, they good want to family. Help people help the hobby. Yeah, but but I want Shannon to thrive and not just survive, but to thrive. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to be rich and become a millionaire out of the hobby. But I would love for somebody like Shannon to thrive in the hobby business right. by reselling our products. Mm-hmm. And if we make a 10% bottom line margin, I want Shannon to make 25 or 30 mm-hmm. or 35. Is that possible in today's market, considering what's going on out there? No, it's not. not even close. Because he has to discount. We have to discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we do a sell, we are probably one of the very few uh, companies in the whole U.S., and I'm feel really confident to say this i'm not blowing smoke on my butt but i feel confident to say this we're one of the few companies that actually discount prices to our own dealers during certain key Mm -hmm. uh sell events like black friday to where we say okay we're going to do a 15 or a 20 percent off we're going to give you we're going to share that burden with you Mm -hmm. you don't have to get 30% 30% or 25% and discount it 20 that's ridiculous. We're going to give you another 10%. Mm-hmm. We're one of the few that do that. But to what? De- but how often can you do that throughout the year before some of these companies start to hurt or even close their doors? Because the, the constant discount destroys the bottom line and the amount of money that you can take home to pay for the food that goes on your table. And, and the, what the thing that the modeler does not understand... Joe Joe Blow, I already used that name. John Wayne from Wisconsin Mm -hmm. likes to fly XL Power. Well, John Wayne. Great for him. Great. John Wayne, let me tell you something. If you don't pay full price for your Spectre 700, you are killing the industry slowly. And we can't blame him because he's looking for a deal. That's perfectly fine. I get it. No problem. But John Wayne, if you don't pay the full $700 for your Spectre 700, if you wait for that 10%, 15% deal, so you can save $80 or $100 or $60, those $60 are going to cost you 
mm-hmm. the hobby in the long term. Yeah. I'm sure. Those $60 are a contribution or a donation, if you want to look at it that way. Let's just be assholes here and think of it as a donation. Mm-hmm. Give the extra money to the retailer as yes. a freaking gift. Yeah. Think of it as a gift for that retailer to stay in business, yeah. support their families, and support you mm-hmm. and your hobby for years to come. Because if you look at companies, just to just the two examples we talked about is BK Hobbies and, and Only Fine Hell like Shannon Turner. That that donation slash contribution is going to allow Bert and I to go to events and help you guys hand uh, on hand and one on one and well, talk that- to you guys and do demos and it's going to help Shannon go to events. And provide parts on the event if you crash the need. Yeah, and that's the other part. That's a good point because some people might say, "Well, Bert, yeah, yeah, you got the dough. Like you make more margins." Yeah, but we're a distributor, but we also spend more money. We spend a lot of money. We spend more money. And no offense to Shannon, no offense to Shannon, but Shannon does not need to promote Goblin. Right. He does not need to promote BK Servo or Xnova or Switchblades or whatever or Spark. Shannon promotes only fine helis. Mm -hmm. We have to promote, in addition to BK Hobbies, as retailers, mm-hmm. as competitors to Shannon, mm-hmm. we have to promote SAB. Mm-hmm. We have to promote BK Servo. We have to promote Xnova. So we have to, when we go to Urcha, we have to donate a Kraken kit, a this, a that. We did that stupid bingo game to promote a Kraken. <laughs> we we do all these things where we're dumping a $1,000 kit, a, yeah. a $500 this, a this, that. I can think of thousands and thousands of dollars that we give away per year promoting the brands that we represent Mm -hmm. because we're distributors. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to do that. The retailer doesn't need to do that. So even though they have less margins, they don't have that additional expense. So I'm not trying to justify ourselves, but I'm saying at the end of the day, everybody's kind of like in the same ballgame, right? Basically, because if you look at it, we as distributors, we make banners... Like actual physical banners that get hung up at events for SAB, BK Servo, Switch, X Nova Motors USA. We donate motors, we donate servos, we donate parts, kits, whatever it is. We donate a lot of things that come out of our pocket. Yeah, like we comes out of our pocket, correct? Like the bingo game, we gave away a Thundersport that was out of our pocket. We didn't get compensated for that. We just gave it away. Here you go. We give it away. Here you go. We do. Uh, Colin, time. Colin. I hope Colin. Colin RC. He built. Colin, it. I'm sorry, my friend. Like if you're listening to this, yeah. you fucker. <laughs> you better take a picture of that Which bitch. Is, I, I, talk, I talk to him pretty regularly. He's a no, but like, he, he but might, but we, there's a lot of things yeah. out of our pocket that as distributors we do to contribute to. The business, the hobby, and then keep people excited about the brand. Yeah, yeah. And dealers don't have that responsibility, and and that's great. But they also make they also make less money off of the product because they have less margins. So right. I think it's it all equals it it it's 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 it it's a balancing game. Everything right. it's about the same. Like people right. say, well, but you know, BK Hobbies, Bert and Kyle and those guys, they. You know they they don't they don't they don't pay seven seventy seven hundred seventy dollars for a crack and they pay six or six fifty or five or whatever they assume we pay. Yeah. Okay, maybe we do, but we give away crack as we yeah yeah. we spend ten thousand dollars by going to urcha which i think is by the way a ripoff sorry urcha guys we love you guys but please yeah we we spend a lot of money attending events and giving away donations and spending our time and money and effort and supporting customers that buy product from other companies that have purchased from us so 
Yeah, it, it's a higher, it's a, it's, yeah. it, it, there's more expenses associated with it. So, so what I said before, I really truly mean it. If, 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 if you're in, if you care about the hobby in any way, shape, or form, support your hobby shop, your preferred, your favorite mm -hmm. hobby shop, where it is, whether, whether it is Shannon Turner himself or a main or heli direct or whomever it is like mm -hmm. anywhere around the country, lower heli, whatever it is, mm -hmm. support them and don't really wait for that sale because a lot of times they're doing the sale because there's a couple of, I, I have to be blatant here. There's a couple idiots <laughs> that will do it thinking that it's going to help them. And so everybody else has to follow to remain competitive yeah. and it's very unfair to those of us mm -hmm. those of us and i consider ourselves one of those that have to that feel like we have to follow mm -hmm. to remain competitive and and like you said before i get it memorial day labor day fourth of july today is uh, tuesday today is maybe Sunday. even halloween maybe even not, of course black friday cyber monday and christmas yeah i get that that's okay. I no don't problem. understand Mart Mart Martin Luther King Day. I don't understand Valentine's Day. I don't understand Saint today's Patrick's Friday Day. afternoon or St. Patrick's Day or yeah. today's President's Day. Sorry, most human beings work during President's Day. Right. Respect our president, but mm -hmm. we all work. Mm -hmm. Only the post office and the banks are closed. <laughs> Everybody else works. So yeah. I don't respect that. I don't think that's reasonable. Right. That's acceptable. Right. And I don't think that's a mean of increasing sales in the hobby. I think people want stuff. They buy stuff. I want something. I buy it. And I'm not rich. And I don't have a lot of money. And I'm actually particularly like struggling a little bit financially right now myself personally. Mm -hmm. And if I want something and I have the money, I buy it. Yep. I'm not. When I bought an iPhone, I buy it. When I bought one clothes, I buy it. I don't wait for the Walmart sales to go buy my underwear. Mm -hmm. No, I just buy it, man. Yeah. I I am a huge advocate. If I want it, boom, done. Yeah, Ordered, get goodbye, it. done. Freaking finished. done. I like I said before, I don't blame anyone who's looking for a deal because everyone wants a deal. But all I'm gonna say here is just please support those who support who support the hobby. And if you want something. I, I can't come out and ask you not to just wait for a sale, but if you want this to support is, the hobby, support the hobby. This is such to me if I start if I start voicing what my brain is thinking about right now, I'm gonna piss a lot of people off. And we, we don't want and, to come across like we're trying to line our own pockets. No. We're trying to support the industry. If itself. I start if I start voicing what my mind is thinking right now, I'm yeah. gonna piss a lot of people off, so I'm right. not gonna do that. But right. what I do have to say is exactly what you said. Support the people that have their hearts, yes. their souls, their livelihood, their their life in the hobby. Mm -hmm. And think very long and hard about that. Yes. Think long and hard. If you're driving down the road right now, you're commuting, you're listening to me. Think long and hard. Who are you supporting in the hobby? Yep. Support those who support you, yeah. not the ones that want to make a quick dime or the ones that have a multi-billion dollar business on the side and they don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Support those who devoted their lives yep. to your hobby. Yep. That's all I have to say. Done. Agreed. 100%. <clears throat> anyway. Ah, <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa, <laughs> what my, a podcast today. <laughs> my blood pressure is cranked mm -hmm. right now just thinking about this. I nailed it because I feel very strongly about it. Yes. So. 
It's something that you and I talk about on basically a daily basis. And point. a lot of people, I, I don't think people mean to be rude or they're you know, they're doing yeah. the wrong thing. I think just people don't think. They just don't just, think they about just it. Don't, they, yeah. it's, it, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people are oblivious to. Right? And, and, well, and God bless them. They don't know any better. Sometimes it's better not to know any better, right? Well, one thing that I've heard from people, and I, like, I'm not faulting anyone, but one thing I've heard is that people think the margins in the RC Haley industry are way higher. Yeah. Like people, can you give me 40, 50, 60% off? Like, yeah. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think we It's not like at? that guy that's making those uh, those rubber rings that like Susie bought these rubber. So Susie don't want to wear her uh, her wedding band, mm-hmm. you know, every day for yeah. doing work around the yard, this and that. There's this company that makes these rubber rings. Rubber. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. She bought one for herself, one for me. Dude, they, they're like five bucks. Uh, no, sorry. 15 bucks. 10, 15 bucks. You know how much they pay for them? Probably like 50 cents. If that? No. We don't have those margins. We don't make 25 oh. times. No, 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 no. We're lucky if we get 30, 40%. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky. So, yeah. yeah. But just to confirm and say it again, we're not blaming anyone for looking for a deal. But just no. at the end of the day, support. It's a, it's reflect. We're reflecting. We're reflecting. Yeah. That's what it's called. We're reflecting. We're planting a seed yeah. that just for the overall hobby is to understand what the hobby is all about, what the business side, because the business side of the hobby affects everybody. Correct. Because if there's no businesses, there's no hobby. Right. And we want as many businesses in the hobby as possible. I mean, hell, I remember, dude, like not even that long ago, like eight, ten years ago, we had dozens upon dozens and dozens of dealers buying product constantly mm-hmm. now there's dwindled down to under a dozen even half of that mm-hmm. that are significant enough in the players in the industry we want we don't want that to go down to two mm-hmm. we don't want more businesses to go out of business we want the hobby to thrive and i think the only way to make that happen is to just kind of have a little bit of a change in mentality and mm-hmm. i think it starts from the consumer up. Yes. Um, you see a 10% off from dealer X and Shannon Turner has no percentage off and he has the same product. Get it from Shannon. Yeah. Pay like $30 more, man. Really get paid the freaking $30 yeah. and then call Shannon and say, Hey, uh, I don't want to say the initials to this other company, but XYZ has it for this. But I bought it from you, and Shannon is going to be like, man, like, he's going to be so happy. And he's going to, like, anytime Shannon gets a chance to help you, he will help you. 100%. He will get on the phone and explain things to you. Whereas the XYZ company that did the 10% for you, yeah, they have a staff that has no idea what the hell they're doing. So, no, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. a win-win. Yeah. And you're supporting Shannon and his family. They're great people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's going to be going to events. You might see him at an event if you decide to go on an event. If you go to the Springfield, he will more than likely be Yeah. There. And he's going to help you with your setup if you yep. need it. Yep. If you need it. Yep. And you're just going to establish this great rapport and relationship with a good guy and a good family and mm-hmm. father-son team. Versus just supporting somebody, somebody that somebody that just wants to make, wants to generate cash flow. Cash flow makes no sense. Point A to point B. Anyway.
Dude, this has been a long podcast. I know. Rob Winter is going to be very happy when he hears this whole entire Oh, what a rant of a day. This has been like very like negative, too. I feel better, though. We got a lot off our chest. (laughs) Next time, we have to spice it up and make it positive. Maybe we play guitar again for those that love guitar playing. We should do an interview. If you guys have suggestions for guests, send them to us. Nobody wants to show up. I know. We've We've asked like 27 people people and nobody wants to show up. No one wants to come. So if you guys have suggestions. People said, who the hell are you? Uh, I want to talk to Kyle. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whatever. If you guys have suggestions for uh, guests, uh, some some interview people, Bert and I are very good at coming Scott Graham needs to come on the show. We need to get Scott Graham on the show. Yeah. He's like a superstar right now. You and I are good at coming up with questions. We can ask him the hard stuff. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I'm going to make his life miserable. (laughs) And he has no choice, man. He has to show up. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No editing here, baby. We already got Jason Bell, so we can't get Jason. No. Um, I don't know. You were supposed to get Curtis, but he bailed. Curtis did indeed bail for the time being. Things may change. I've reached out to him a few times with no response. Jason Krause, like a good old timer. He's like, oh, I want to be on your show. And then he disappeared. Bennett's a pussy. Life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. It is what it is. What about Bennett? Pussy. He's uh, working for the (laughs) Uncle Sam. So (laughs) working for the man for the first time ever. So So, um, Bennett. Bennett, if you're listening to this somehow. Bennett, go to the FAA website, you fucker. I know. Make we looked post. him up. He didn't leave yeah, any comments. Gator. Really? It's yeah. very disappointing. Do it. If you can find time to listen to this, you can find time to Ron, listen to Ron, Ron did it. Ron, Ron Corris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of my yeah. future father-in-law yeah. for yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. We love you, Ron. All right. So, are we done? Man, we're, done. we're five hungry. minutes shy of like two hours. Can we go eat? I'm hungry. All right. Let's go eat. Okay, Kyle. So... Um, are they going to hear from us in the next month and a half? They will hear from us hopefully within the next two weeks. Two well, weeks. I want to have some more information on the event, some more positivity, some more. Uh, next, next, next uh, podcast will be very positive. It has yeah. to be about. Yeah, we're going to bring it back. Like well, happiness and yeah. cheerfulness and yeah. yeah. I want to report that the coronavirus has slowed down. That stock is getting better. That all this stuff. Mm, yeah, nobody better. has died. Freaking <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so if you want to reach out to us, we haven't had any communication from any of you, so we're looking forward to getting <laughs> something. Uh, we're available at facebook.com slash the, T-H-E, the, BK Official, yep. or Instagram at the BK Official. Yep. Um, I can be reached at Bert, B-E-R-T, at Camerer, K-A-M-M-E-R-E-R, dot name, mm-hmm. via email, yep. or Instagram at Bert underscore camera or Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bert, B-E-R-T-R-C, Bert R-C. If you want to follow along with my personal Facebook uh, R-C endeavors, it's Facebook.com slash Kyle Stacy R-C. Uh, messaging is not turned on there if you have a question. And Instagram? Instagram? Um, I don't know what it is. I don't really mm-hmm. post anything there. If you just want to follow along, it's Facebook.com slash Kyle Stacy R-C. Messaging is not turned on. But if you have a question for me about anything outside of BK Hobbies, please email me at Kyle Stacy R-C at gmail.com nice nice cool well go use the code race check it out see if you need a new heli everyone needs a new heli you can figure out the you know you don't you can just buy it and resell it later (laughs) make money out of it (laughs) or 15% off please you you got nothing to lose you can just go buy it and figure out an excuse to the wife later yeah no problem 
All right, thank you, everybody. We're about two minutes and 20 seconds shy of two hours. That's awesome. So Incredible. Longest one yet, I think. Longest one ever. So we'll talk to you in about two weeks. Give or take. God bless. See you later. Have fun, everyone. Bye. See ya.